Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Subscribe at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. As a subscriber, you'll get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. Sound good to you? Go to TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. That's TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by VCR Now. Are you looking for an opportunity to captivate and enhance the experience of those who visit your stadium, arena, house of worship, or business? VCR Now can help you achieve that goal with a total experience. VCR Now is a technology organization that can fulfill your LED, audio, video, lighting, networking, security, and infrastructure dreams. Visit VCRNow.com to learn more. Watch Texas Football Today live every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. And get involved in the conversation using the hashtag TFToday. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a program on the internet. My name is Greg Tepper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live, texasfootball.com, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, all the places, or you listen to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part. Support your local mediocre internet show. I'm sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today. She makes it sound good. She keeps the, the trains on time. She is incapable of going and getting my coffee that I left out there, though, which is why I was glancing up. The uh, well, I was like, like, oh, no. I was like, what? I was looking around like, what? She's at the door. She's actually pickled. <laughs> Hi. That's I like that I keep the trains on time. That's a new one. I don't Let's think see. I've heard that. Um, so I'm not like, it's not the conductor. It's more so like the the person that schedules the yeah, trains. Yeah, you're, you're, you're Sir Topham Hat. It's like at the airport when it's like the director, like sitting in the yes. airport tower right. thing. Yeah, but you're, with the, you're the air traffic controller. There we go. You're That's the, the word. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah, exactly. Oh, oh. Um, sorry. Whoa. T- today is Monday, October 3rd, 2022. 52 days till Thanksgiving. Happy birthday to Jeff Tepper. Yes. Happy yeah. birthday, Jeff. I saw that on Facebook earlier. Today is uh, uh, my my brother Jeff's birthday, El Jefe. Uh, happy oh, birthday, <laughs> Jeff. Uh, episode 1,467, right? I don't think that's right. I think it's 68. Okay. All right. 1,468. I'll look it up on the podcast background. Uh, on today's show, folks, big show, big show, big show. We've got um, – I'll go in back, reverse, reverse order because we're mixing some things up. The very end of the show, I hope you'll stick around because we are going to be joined by the head coach of the Brookshire Royal Falcons, Coach Thetis Reagans, is going to join us. Uh, Brookshire Royal is off to a remarkable start. They got mm-hmm. a big upset win over Sealy this past week to move to 5-0. and That clinches, that's the most wins in a season for them since 2010. They have been turning it around in a big way. So we are excited to hear from uh, from Coach Reagan's coming up here at the back half of the program. Uh, before that, we're going to unveil the Dave Campbells to oh, 1,469. Yeah, I can't believe I messed that up. You should have known. Um, nice. Then uh, before that, we're going to unveil the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Associated Press rankings for Week 7. A fair amount of classifications that are pretty chalky and also some significant turnover. Mm-hmm. That... Is it that is a tease if you like stability or you like chaos? Awesome. Everybody wins. 
Before that, we'll have Monday morning fallout where we will overreact to the football weekend. But first, Pickle, uh-huh. to start things off, we have a major Dave Campbell's Texas football announcement because... You know, we, we like to we like to mix things up when we're in the season. The season's a fun time to do fun things. We like fun. Big fans of fun. Big fun fans. You may remember a couple of weeks ago, we did Dave Campbell's Texas Football Watch along. We uh, sure did. A, a resounding success. Uh, Joe Cluley and Mike Mike Roach were in. Y'all had a ball. Um, seemed like you guys had a lot of fun. We had a blast. Yeah, it was it was a good time. Shout out Coach Cluley for driving all the way in. We had so much fun. That we're deciding to do it again. Big time. Let's go. Thursday, October 6th, a 6 p.m. kickoff. So mark your calendars. It's the early Katie kickoff. Mm -hmm. The number five Katie Tigers will welcome in the defending 5A Division I state champion, Katie Pato Panthers. And you can watch it live for free, courtesy of Texan Live, in the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Watch Along. Wherever you're watching the show right now, Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch, you can do that. But, of course, with a watch along... And especially with a game of this magnitude, we had to pull out the big guns, mm-hmm. right? So you and I are going to be there. We, yeah, are, we easily, are not the big guns. We are easily the least exciting people. <laughs> We're like show. the little water guns. Exactly. <laughs> we'll also be joined by Dave Campbell's Texas football college football insider. Mike Craven will be on the couch. A medium-sized gun. Back by popular demand. Let's go. Making his return to the couch. McKinney head coach Marcus Shavers is going to be on here. We heard you. We know you love Coach Shavers. I was like, y'all loved you some Shavers on that last watch along. So we just did it. We just said, hey, (laughs) you want to do it again? And making his inaugural Dave Campbell's Texas Football Watch Along uh, uh, appearance all the way from the 806. Yeah. The head coach of your Lubbock Coronado Mustangs. Our buddy DJ Mann is going to be rolling in. You want to talk about long trip. That is a crew. DJ Mann from Lubbock Coronado, Marcus Shavers from McKinney, Mike Craven, our college football insider, as well as Pickle and I watching Katie and Katie Pato this Thursday, 6 o'clock. It's a party. Uh, you can watch it Facebook, YouTube, Twitch. We'll be uh, giving you commentary on the game. So we're very excited about that. The Dave Campbell's Texas Football Watch Along is back. Big time game in District 19-6A. See a top five team in the state. Uh, their first ever meeting with Katie Pato. So excited to see that and excited to talk with DJ Mann and Marcus Shavers, who uh, I have a feeling They'll be there on will one. be some entertainment value provided yeah. from, those, from those guys. It is uh, those are guys who know who know ball. And, uh, and so it's going to be a lot of fun. We'll hope you'll join us here on Thursday for the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Watch. Pickle! Hit the air. It's time for Money Morning Fall. Money Morning Fallout, of course, when we overreact to the football weekend... And there's plenty to overreact to here on a Monday after week six. So let's get into it. Let's start with my three big thoughts. Thought number one, more than a rivalry. Mm-hmm. There were a couple of games this week that, you know, week six we mentioned was a bit of a thinner slate simply because of all the open dates. But across the state, there were a fair number of rivalry games, a fair number of games that were... Uh, you know, two teams that don't have a ton of love for one another. And what I am struck by is that 
these are games that the results have far bigger implications than just bragging rights. Yes. There's a lot of a lot of times where it's just like, hey, you won, but what do you get? Mm-hmm. Maybe you get like a traveling trophy. You get to talk some mess right. at the diner for a year. But now let's head to Mustang Panther Stadium. There were a couple of them. One of them, <laughs> as you mentioned, was in Grapevine. As as Grapevine finally gets over the hump, uh, snaps a three-game losing streak to Colleyville Heritage in resounding fashion. And this is huge for a couple of reasons. One, this is a state-ranked 5A Division II matchup. Mm-hmm. But... Make no mistake about the real implications here. It was a district matchup. It was a district game. Mm-hmm. District 4, 5A, Division 2. And in my opinion, with all due respect to Fort Worth Arlington Heights, mm-hmm. I think that sets up Grapevine as the team to beat in District 4, 5A, Division 2. I agree. So they get the red rail, they get the bragging rights, and they get... 1-0 in district. They get the the most important thing, which is uh, the catbird seat in the di- in district, which to me, that that's getting the entire milkshake. You get everything. Salute and platter. The other one <laughs> was in Stephenville. Mm-hmm. As Brownwood took on rival Stephenville in the Battle of 377, and Stephenville came away with a rather impressive win. Um, and the whole week, the whole week, we had done nothing Nothing but slander the Stephenville defense. Just ripping them a new one. Oh, my gosh. This offense is incredible, but this defense, woof. You know? Well, I'll be darned if they didn't go out there and put together their most complete defensive performance. It was a master class defensively. And, and look, I think, that the, I think that we know what this defense now is going to be, mm-hmm. which is... I still think they're going to give up their fair amount of yards, and I still think they're going to give up their fair amount of points. But I believe they forced three turnovers. Yeah, I was just going to say they have they have turnover capability, kind of more of that yeah. big moment. They'll they'll get blitzed every now and then, but when they need it, they can go get it. You can win like that. Yes, you especially with that offense. You correct. You cannot win giving up forty eight points a game. You right. just feel like you can't. I'm sorry, that's not a championship caliber defense. But if you make big plays at the big moments, mm-hmm. I would be then interested to see have they had any have they forced any over other turnovers well, I would throughout. Need- I would, I would be need to, yeah. This is that to me. If you're talking about more than a rivalry game, yes, they get the win over Brownwood and they keep the bragging rights in the Battle of 377. That's not a district game, but it is. It is obviously very important to them. But more importantly, as they head into district play, the defense showed some signs of life, and that is really important. Mm-hmm. Thought number one. Thought number two. Got that frog in them. <laughs> It's so good. I saw it this morning and literally laughed out loud, and I don't like doing that when you make jokes. <laughs> That's good. Got that frog in him. It's time to reckon with this fact. Not an opinion. Mm-hmm. Not a uh, thought. Not a theory. This fact. Not foreshadowing. Just literally a fact. TCU's the best college football team in Texas. At least at the FBS level. Mary Harden Baylor certainly has something to say about it. I don't think there's anyone else Mm-mm. at the smaller school level that, that can lay claim. No. But Sam TCU State. is the finest, is the best college football team in the state, and I don't think we would be saying that. First year under Sunny Dykes. But what they did against Oklahoma, uh, I think uh, stakes are claim. Because they didn't beat Oklahoma. No, they, they beat I, them like, the entire I don't, game. I don't like to curse on the show. Mm-hmm. That was an ass kicking. It really was from from stem to stern. Like there was never a time in that game where I was like, "Oh, here comes Oklahoma." It was always like, 
from the word go, they clobbered them. Mm-hmm. It was uh, it was a remarkable performance, and the offense looked uh, unbelievable. The offense looked like the you know it, it, nobody was ever going to touch them. That was impressive. It, it's coupled with other results we saw. Now, Texas, I thought, showed some really signs of life. Mm-hmm. I'm not, like, we, we do this weird thing where we measure Texas as to whether or not they're back. Right. Right? It's either you are 2005 Texas or you're garbage. Mm-hmm. They're not either of those. Right. They're very clearly, in my opinion, better. Mm-hmm. And they look good against West Virginia. But they've already got two losses. Right. A&M, the offense continues to just be atrocious. And mm-hmm. it's probably only going to get worse. Right, um, Texas Tech is really good, but I feel like they're still they're, they're kind of way. yeah they're figuring it out to where Tech, Sonny Dykes and TCU could have been that way, Tech, but that's the difference. Correct. Yeah, Tech is Tech is a good team when they are not turning the ball over. They're a good. They're team. a top three team in the Big Twelve, mm-hmm. top four team in the Big Twelve. But when they turn the ball over, anybody can beat them. And that's right. what happened against Kansas State. Houston's the biggest disappointment in the state. Yes, uh, UTSA's already got a couple losses. It's clear, TCU is the best college football team in the state of Texas. I don't think there's really any doubt about it. Thought number three, down the stretch we come. We're now into week seven. Which is wild. Okay, we've got five more weeks of the regular season. And that feels like simultaneously a lot and also like nothing at all. Um, There are teams that have already played six games. Their regular season is half over, more than half over. And we are now at the point, and I looked this up, in the UIL ranks... In the uh, let me be clear. In the eleven man UIL ranks, there's still a lot of four team six man districts that don't get going until week nine. There are a grand total of two non district games mm-hmm. this week. Two, both down there in District 16, 4A Division Two. Port Isabel and Bishop, I think, play non district games. Everything else matters, and everything else the spotlight is only going to grow. So, uh, excited to to see how these things roll out. Three helmet stickers, a helmet sticker to Seagaville running back Ronald Manning, who carried the ball 38 times for 281 yards and three touchdowns on the ground. A helmet sticker to UTSA's receiving core. Mm-hmm. Is this the best receiver core in the state? Has to be. They like, have, what, three of them? Before the game, even, they had three of them with over 500 receiving yards? Like, if you look at the national receiving records, or national receiving um uh, um, leaders. They have three of the top 16 leading receivers in America. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. As for yards per game. DeCorian Clark, Josh Cephas, and Zachary Franklin. Mm-hmm. Okay? They have three guys that... Zachary Franklin is averaging 98.2 yards per, per, um, per, per game. Uh, game. So if he were to have 1.8 more mm-hmm. they'd have three 100 yard receivers on their team in per game no like to put that in perspective no other team in america has two right. of the top 16 yeah shout out to frank harris for being able to you know deliver the ball big win over middle tennessee this week and a helmet sticker to san antonio brennan quarterback ashton dubose not his first not his last 15 for 31 270 yards three touchdowns passing six carries 104 yards and two touchdowns on the ground he rolls out of bed and goes 250 and 100 seems easy three teams to watch stamford stamford 
and one of the more low-key um, kind of games in 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 the state, Battle of Unbeaten between them and Olney, uh, which I think got a nice spotlight on on Bally simply because it was a bit of a lighter week. But they go on the road and they beat Olney in a low-scoring defensive slugfest. And and did it, I thought, really impressively. Bret Hart squad now gets an open date before the real season starts. It's a strange game, that Stanford-only game, because Cisco and Hawley are still in that district, and I think that those have to be number one and number two in some sort of order in that district. But I think Stanford is good enough to be pesky to those two teams. Mm-hmm. So keep an eye on them. Watch this space. Sam Houston. Well, that's the way you end a rivalry. No kidding. Um, Sam Houston rips the heart out of Stephen F. Austin one last time as they exit to the FBS level. Um, a scoring with, uh, I want to say, 33 seconds left or something like that, maybe even less, um, to, to take their first lead of the game. And when I was locked in on this fourth quarter. Yep. A, a, an incredible contest. And Sam Houston wins the, f- the final, at least for now, Battle of the Piney Woods. And allow me to introduce you to the unbeaten team that you are not paying attention to. The Highlanders of El Paso Bel Air are 6-0. and They're 6-0, and and I got to be honest. I think they're going to beat East Lathe this week, and they're going to be 7-0. and This team, I think, was 2-9 and last year. Mm-hmm. I saw them play in person last year. <laughs> this team, and they're rolling people. Mm-hmm. They're rolling people. Keep it on the Highlanders of El Paso, Bel Air. Bigger tests to come. They've still got Del Valle, and they've still got Parkland in district. But this is the playoff team pretty clearly. They rolled Hanks in their district opener. Well, and they don't even have uh, your boy anymore, right? The Mizzou commit? Uh, oh, gosh. Or was that Burgess? That was El Paso Burgess. Burgess. Never mind. Yeah. Darn it. Yeah, it's okay. Uh, yes. It, uh, Bel Air has been pretty middling for a while, mm-hmm. but they are hot, hot, hot. 6-0. and Bel Air Highlanders. Three to see. Big week ahead. Big week ahead. Gilmer and Pleasant Grove. It's, it's Gilmer Pleasant Grove week. It's, that's what we do. It's Gilmer Pleasant Grove week. This is um, a huge, huge, um, this is a massive, um, you know, game as far as I think. So we haven't talked a ton about Carthage a lot. They're the number one team in four division two. Spoiler alert for the rankings reveal. They're the number one team in four division two. But... This, at least, the winner of this game becomes the chief challenger to them. Now, both of them can challenge Carthage, but becomes the biggest threat. There's a huge game out there in Texarkana. A lot to break down. Oklahoma and Texas. It's Red River Week. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, the, the good news is that College Game Day is at a Big 12 game. So, uh, it, it, uh, I presume it has to be at Oklahoma and Texas. Texas, right? I'm checking my notes here. Uh, Lawrence, Kansas would like a word, sir. They're not. Instead, they're going to be some godforsaken place. <laughs> but Oklahoma and Texas this week, I believe it's the first... Is Kansas being good, just absolutely match, eating at you? I believe it's the first matchup of un, of unranked Oklahoma and Texas since like the early 90s. That or like does the, not the, surprise the me. Mid-90s. Yeah. Uh, but, well, and with Oklahoma's loss to TCU, this is an even more steep thing for Texas. Of, I got to be uh, honest. Yeah. Texas. You're going to look real bad if Texas, you do not beat Oklahoma. Texas. Go win this game. Yep. We can, like, the back meter, mm-hmm. like, increases a lot. Go win this game. 
And finally, massive game in one division two, Cherokee and Richland Springs. This is a game we've had uh, circled for a while. Uh, keep an eye on this one going down Friday in Richland Springs, a massive top five showdown in one A division two going down. That's three to see. That's Monday morning fallout. We're Texas football today. We're here every weekday at noon on texasfootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbells, and of course, see us at texasfootball.com. Pickle. Let me see if I can pull up my reads here, because normally I have my reads. I got my lower third, so well, that's, that's I great. Win. That doesn't help me, though, because I have this document called Reads. It's called Reads 2022, if you're interested in how the, the sausage is made. <laughs> Pickle. Dave Campbell's Texas football proud to team up with Ozarka to honor the uh, one high school in each football team in each classification with the Ozarka Field by Nature Team of the Week Award. The team selected throughout the course of this program have exemplified the best in Texas high school football. Your Week 6 Ozarka Field by Nature Teams of the Week. And 6A, Wiley East, fueled by a star defensive performance and a pair of touchdowns from Tristan Lee. The Raiders took down Garland 34-7 to move to 3-0 in District 9-6A play and improved to 5-0 for the first time in program history. Program history. Marcus Gold. That's awesome. Work there. In 5A, Magnolia West. In a critical District 10-5A Division I showdown against state-ranked and unbeaten Richmond Foster, the Mustangs defense stood tall, and Ryan Ojeda ran for a go-ahead score with under a minute left to stun the Falcons 12-7. In 4A, going to talk to their coach just a minute, the Brookshire Royal Falcons. Falcons are flying high after a stunning upset of Sealy, moving to 5-0 and clinching the program's first 500 or better season since 2010. In 3A, Dallas A-plus Academy, the Knights snapped an 11-game losing streak dating back to September 2021 when they were resounding 40-24 win over Dallas-inspired vision. In 2A, Honey Grove, on the road against an unbeaten opponent, the Warrior storm past district driver Alba Golden to move to 4-1 in the year, a year after finishing just 2-8. and eight. In 1A, Veribest, the Falcons closed out non-district play on a high, upsetting Paint Rock 56-6 to earn their first win of the season. And the private school ranks Fort Worth Christian. In a huge rivalry matchup in the Metroplex, Luke Anderson had counted for three touchdowns to push the Cardinals past previously unbeaten Dallas Christian 35-24. So those are your Week 6. Ozarka Fueled by Nature Teams of the Week. Congratulations to all the schools. We salute you. For more information, visit TexasFootball.com. And now a word from our friends at VCR Now. Born and bred in Texas hits a little different, as it should. Texas love doing business with fellow Texans. VCR Now takes its Texas roots as seriously as its many partnerships with schools and universities around the state. It's also why we're so proud to promote our brand in the pages of the Texas Bible, Dave Campbell's Texas Football, and on the airwaves of Texas Football Today. Driven by producing quality broadcast video, state-of-the-art audio, and LED video scoreboards at affordable prices, VCR Now makes sure to listen to your needs in its athletic department before recommending the next best steps. Building great products is our business, and it's our focus on building meaningful long-term partnerships with our clients that sets us apart. From our 24-7, 365-day help desk, the training lab in our hometown of Red Oak, or our sports marketing business plan that puts money back in the hands of our athletic departments we support, VCR Now is built to last. Reach out to us today at info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855-GO-VCR-NOW. Again, that's info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855-GO-VCR-NOW. 
Pickle. It's time to roll out the Week 7 Dave Campbell's Texas Football Associated Press State Rankings. Of course, Dave Campbell's Texas Football has been the official rankings provider of the Associated Press since 2019. And uh, so we're the official Texas high school football rankings of record. If you ever see a team mentioned as like number nine or whatever, it's these rankings. So that's, that's, that's what this are. This is. So we are going to roll out the rankings uh as i mentioned off the top there's some there's a few there's a few changes but it's a lot of chalk we'll get into it let's start with class 6a here's a perfect example the top 10 there's a one low-key change that maybe you can notice and that is at number 10 arlington martin nudges into the top 10 uh uh, 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 moving up from number 11 the rest of it unchanged north shore westlake south lake carroll duncanville and katie are your top five uh but martin moves up to number number 10 that is because we got 11 through 25 highland park drops from number 10 to number 12 after a uh a bit of a bit of a scare from dallas jesuit uh they drop below DeSoto and below uh um, um Arlington Martin. Uh, the rest of it relatively unchanged with the exception. Number 22 Jersey Village drops out. Uh, Klein Collins, Byron Nelson, North Crowley nudge up a spot to number 22 through number 24 respectively. And new to the rankings, number 25, the Bulldogs of Humble Summer Creek. They get a big win over Humble. Big game this week against number one Galena Park North Shore. 5A we go. 5A Division 1. A few different changes here. Richmond Foster loses a heartbreaker to Magnolia West. We keep them in the rankings. They drop from number 6 to number 10. But as a result, there's a few uh, movements here. Uh, College Station leapfrogs uh, Port Arthur Memorial to grab the number 4 spot and Port Arthur Memorial down to number 5. Uh, Frisco Reedy uh, up a spot to number 8, or number 7 rather. Amarillo Tascosa up a spot to number 8. Lancaster up a spot to number 9. Uh, but the top 10 unchanged. The top 3 remain the same. Longview, Mansfield, Timberview, and Den Ryan. 5A Division 2 we go, where Colleyville Heritage's loss to uh, Grapevine drops them out of the rankings. And for Grapevine's spot, they leapfrog from number 8 to number 5 in the rankings with their big win. Top 4 remains unchanged in Argyle, Liberty Hill, Fort Bend Marshall, and Texas High. Uh, Montgomery Lake Creek up a spot with their big wild win, or rather they remain the same with their uh, wild win over Montgomery. Wichita Falls Rider and San Antonio Alamo Heights were both idle, but they uh, they uh, move up a spot because Colleyville Heritage drops out. And back into the rankings, Number 10, the South Oak Cliff Golden Bears. Even the record at 3-3, three and three, starting to figure things out. To 4A we go. 4A, big changes at the bottom. Top six, top seven, rather, are unchanged in Stephenville, China Spring, Cal Allen, Bernie, Anna, Salina, and Lumberton. Kaufman up two spots despite being idle, uh, but uh, because of Somerset and Brownwood's losses. And new to the rankings, number nine, the Eagles of Canyon crack the top ten with their, uh, number nine, with their win last week over Andrews. And Lindale back into the rankings at number ten with their win over Athens. They're four and two on the year. The four division two we go pretty similar in the sense that there's a, there's a couple of changes especially at the bottom number three Wichita Falls Hershey with a rather baffling puzzling loss to Decatur yeah they drop from number three to number eight uh, as a result uh, everyone uh, as a result kind of nudges up a spot Pleasant Grove's up a spot Quero's up a spot Silsby's up a spot Belleville's up a spot Wimberley's up a spot Hampshire Finn and Center both lose that opens up two spots into those spots number nine Glen Rose grabs the, the ninth spot and Aubrey of Chaparral's grab the number 10 spot with a drubbing of Gainesville 3A Division 1 chalk 
top 10 entirely unchanged, 1 through 10, uh, no changes to be seen. Everyone's a winner or idle. Top 3 unchanged, Franklin, Mount Vernon, and Columbus. 3A Division 2, chalk! <laughs> top 10 completely unchanged. Everybody either a winner or idle, and the top 3 remains unchanged. Gunner, Holiday, and Newton. Big matchup this week, number 1 Gunner against number 4 Bells. 2A Division 1, Chalk! Everyone was a winner or idle. Uh, top 10 remains entirely unchanged. Top 3 is the same as well. Timpson, Hawley, and Crawford are the top 3 teams. Huge game this week between number 6 Coleman and number 9 Toller. 2A Division 2. Chalk! That's right. A lot of idols here. Uh, 3, let's see, 6 of the teams were Wellington, Wink, Chilton, Price, Carlisle, Albany, and Granger were all idle, but the rest of them were wins. Winners, uh, the top three remain unchanged. Mart, Burton, and Wellington are your top three. To 1A Division 1! Oh, hang on. Boom. Chuck! <laughs> Everyone remains the same. Everyone behaved. Top 10 unchanged uh, entirely. The top three remain the same. West Abbott, Westbrook, and May were the top three. 1A Division 2. Say the word. Changes. Oh. How about this? How about that? Uh, yeah. Uh, Jayton loses. As a result, they uh, crash out of the rankings. Lorraine, lo- or Benjamin beats Lorraine. Uh, but we, I'm of the belief that Benjamin is the clear number one team in the state, and Lorraine was relatively competitive with them, so they dropped just one spot to number six. Oglesby now into the top five with their win. Uh, Whit Harrell, Leapfrogs Paducah with their win over Nazareth. That was impressive. Follett. Or Paducah loses to Follett, 62 to 60. It's also a pretty good D1 team, so mm-hmm. we don't punish Paducah. Uh, we just kind of leapfrog a team. They had an opportunity to move up, and they just won't. Uh, and then new to the rankings, as Jayton, number eight, Jayton crashes out of the rankings. New to the rankings, the Wildcats of Rising Star are 5-1 and one after their win over Woodson. They are new to the rankings maybe for the first time ever. And the private school ranks we go. Top five, big changes. Uh, Dallas Christian loses to rival Fort Worth Christian. They crash out of the 11-man rankings. Uh, but uh, as a result, Regents moves up, Houston St. Thomas moves up, and Episcopal School of Dallas moves up. And new to the rankings at number five, the team that beat Dallas Christian, number five, Fort Worth Christian Cardinals, an impressive win over their arch rival. And in the six-man ranks, there's some changes there as well. Lucas Christian, uh, or uh, Plano Coram Deo loses. That moves Lucas Christian up a spot. We keep fourth Covenant Classical at number five. And due to the rankings at number four for the first time, Baytown Christian, the Bulldogs, get a big win over Brazosport Christian there, 6-0. and oh. So there they are, your Week 7 Dave Campbell's Texas Football Associated Press rankings. You can find the complete rankings at texasfootball.com slash rankings. We're Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Pickle. Dave Campbell's Texas Football, the leading publication for high school football in the state of Texas, and the Tax Act Texas Bowl are proud to recognize the most outstanding high school football players in the state with the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week Award. Each week, the Dave Campbell's Texas Football staff nominates 10 deserving candidates for that week's award based on the previous week's on-field performance. We then leave it up to you to vote at TexasFootball.com. Don't blame me. You go vote at TexasFootball.com. We uh, voting closes each Friday at noon with the winner being announced shortly thereafter. Your week... Six Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week nominees. 
Corpus Christi Miller wide receiver Lonnie Atkinson had six catches, 170 yards, and four touchdowns receiving. Amarillo quarterback Mason Graham, 358 yards and seven touchdowns passing and another rushing touchdown. Fort Worth Dunbar running back Murray Moore, 351 yards and two touchdowns on the ground for Dunbar. Out East, Redwater wide receiver and defensive back Marquez Jones, six catches, 224 yards and four touchdowns receiving. He also added six tackles on the defensive side. Irving MacArthur wide receiver Jerbrandon Henderson, seven catches, 275 yards, five touchdowns receiving. He also ran for 56 yards. Five touchdowns receiving. Seven catches, five touchdowns receiving. In the six-man ranks, Oakwood athlete Zach Nickerson. He ran for 489 yards and eight touchdowns on the ground, and he threw for a touchdown. Jersey Village quarterback Adam Tran, 506 yards and four touchdowns passing. Lyford quarterback Osmer Martinez, 223 yards, four touchdowns rushing, 91 yards, and a touchdown passing. McCamey athlete Matthew Rosas is uh, nominated again. 208 yards, three touchdowns rushing, 44 yards, and a touchdown receiving, and 15 tackles. And finally, Marlin wide receiver and defensive back Zamarian uh, Lofton. Four catches, 181 yards, and a touchdown receiving. He ran for a touchdown. He returned a punt return, 74 yards for a touchdown, and he had six tackles. So those are your week six, Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week nominees. Vote now. Vote early. Vote often. Vote now at TexasFootball.com. Pickle, let's go to the hotline, and let's welcome in the head coach of the 5-0 and Brookshire Royal Falcons. We're joined by Coach Theatis Reagans. Coach, how are you? I'm doing pretty good this morning. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing great. How are things in beautiful Waller County? Oh, everything is well right now. Thank you. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll say so. You guys are off to a 5-0 and start. It's the most wins for this uh, Brookshire Royal program since 2010. Um I'm interested in, in, in what the difference is. This is your second year there. Uh, you know, you have kind of a, 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 a nice step in the right direction the first year. But but this particular group of kids, what is it about them that has them rolling right now? I think we actually started the process uh, right after the season. We ended the season last year 4-6, and six, and we lost three games by a total of 10 points. So we kind of started focusing on the small things in the offseason. Um Start sweating the small stuff and understood that we need to make those 10-point difference up in offseason. And they committed to that process during offseason. Well, and, and speaking of which, you know, this past week, you guys pulled off, you know, you guys were 4-0, coming off of an open date. And then you go and you beat Sealy 13-10. And, and that, to me, as an outsider, feels like an enormous step for this Brookshire Royal program. Uh, Dutch. Am I mistaken, or is is that the same feeling you guys are having within the program that what you guys were able to do on Friday night against against uh, Sealy, a program that at this point needs no introduction, that that represents a huge step for your program? 
I think it was a statement game for us. Again, that's one of the games we kind of circled on our calendar starting in December and January and our season stated that we need to make sure we, we, we get that game. We made to make sure we took care of the things to make sure we ensure we got it. Again, sweating the small stuff. Our season was really huge for us. We had a, a boot camp where all the seniors kind of bought in. Their leadership kind of showed up. So, of course, that was a huge statement game for us. We was kind of, those guys were excited to play that game. Uh, I want to ask you a little bit about one of the things that I think is, 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 is obvious is that it seems to me that your defense has really taken a nice step forward this year um, and, and that, that suddenly you guys are a defensive force to be reckoned with. I know you're a defensive guy. What is it on the defense that has changed or that has matured that, that has you guys rolling on the defensive side? Uh, I think there's a combination of things. Uh, first, we got a great defensive coordinator in Coach Cryer. And, of course, he has a son, uh, Justin Cryer, who's a Northwestern commit as our middle linebacker. Uh, we have four great defensive linemen, I think, uh, with some senior leadership with Jeremiah R- 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 Robinson. And I think that defensive front is just a huge, uh, huge uh, thing for us. And, again, Coach Cryer, and this is a great group of defensive guys, to be honest with you. Talking with Theatis Reagans, the head coach of the Brookshire Royal Falcons here on Texas football today. Get involved in the conversation at hashtag TF today. Coach, it, it, the other thing that's remarkable to me is is I look up and down your roster, I look up and down your depth chart, and and you mentioned you got some really important seniors on the defensive side, and that's true. And this is a good senior class. But you got a lot of youngins out there. You got a lot of youngsters, a lot of underclassmen out there. Have the have the young guys surprised you so far this season? I think they have. Again, if you look at our roster, we only have uh, six or uh, seven seniors on that group. And those those young guys have stepped up. We got a young quarterback and Ashton Robinson, who's a sophomore, who's playing really well for us. Uh, Zakai Anderson, a sophomore running back, who's playing really well for us. So we do have a total our, our offensive line is five underclassmen as well. So and three of the four defensive linemen are young guys underclassmen. So we do have a lot of great young uh, young guys that stepping up for us. Uh, you mentioned National Robinson. I want to I kind of want to zero in on him. This is a guy. You know, it's 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 not it's not easy to be a quarterback in any situation uh, but in taking over this this program taking over this offense uh, as a sophomore uh, and he's been very sharp 11 touchdowns to just four interceptions you know he's th- already thrown for more than a thousand yards he's he's run for uh, another 184 yards um, the numbers are impressive what is it about Ashton Robinson from your perspective as a guy who sees him every day in practice what is it about him that that sets him apart He's a tough kid. He has a lot of mental toughness. I, I, uh, our offensive coordinator, Coach Theo Wilson, has done a great job with him, actually. So this kid comes to school uh, and come to work and practice every day and just trying to look to get better every day. And, again, it's a testament to his hard work and a testament to the offensive coordinator who's installed a great offense for him. Talking with Theatis Reagans, the head coach of the Brookshire Royal here on Texas Football Today. Get involved in the conversation. Hashtag TF Today. Uh, all right, Coach, you know, uh, uh, another – Another kind of interesting thing about about your squad is I go back to week two, and and maybe this flew under people's radar, but the first time I really started sitting up and paying attention to the Falcons was in week two when you guys went on the road and you beat uh, you know Houston Fur. Uh, that's a good Fur team. You handed them what is still their only loss of the year. At the time. Did that feel like something had changed? That that some sort of switch had flipped, and that maybe things were gonna things were gonna be different this year. I think on the outside, uh, mm-hmm. people thought uh, 
seeing us and start believing in us. But again, I think we always had that belief that we knew that we was going to come in and, and make a, a, a great uh, run this year, to be honest with you. Uh, you are in your second year there at, at, at Royal. You're a guy who came over from uh, as, as a defensive backs coach at uh, Galena Park North Shore. You were at uh, Lamar before that. You've, you've got a, an illustrious an illustrious resume. Um, uh, everyone everyone tells tells you that you're, you're that you are just a a, a product of, of, of all the coaches that you've coached with and things like that. And you've gotten to coach with some with some outstanding ones, obviously. Uh, whether you're talking about Tom Nolan there at, at, at Lamar or John Kay there at North Shore, uh, what did you take from those guys that you're kind of putting into your coaching style there at Royal? Oh, as I reflect, again, I work with Coach Nolan, who's won over 300 games mm-hmm. in Texas high school football. Um, I've won five district championships with him. Then I go over to North Shore. We staff three years with Coach K, and I won two state championships out of three years I was there with them. And both those guys are just, just great coaches, and they both have different dynamics from both sides of it. But I just took the, the small thing from both of those programs. Coach K is very, very systematic. He has a process. He has a blueprint. And year after year, his program has been successful without guys going to D1 and guys coming in and coming out of that program. And I think both of those guys just brought some good things uh, to their program. And I kind of actually put some of those things in my toolbox. Um, okay. And, and you know, you guys, I mentioned you guys are 5-0. and This is a program that hasn't had a winning season since 2010, already off to this 5-0 and season. Um, I'm excited about it. Is 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 there a, a sense like what is the vibe like in the locker room right now? Are they is there a buzz right now that 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 you haven't felt there in in, in a minute? It, no, it, it is absolutely. Again, since 2010, it's not been a winning season. And again, those guys in our season said, "Coach, we want to make sure that we have a winning season going out uh, this year." As those seniors, and they've actually stepped up and doing the part. They're leading on the field and off the field. So again, it's a testament to those seniors that's saying, "Coach, we do not want to go all this losers as we lose the record this year." So those seniors are stepping up and kind of leading this locker room. And and there's a great buzz, a great energy, a great focus. So we're excited about uh, the senior leadership on this class this year. Well, you guys get the big win against Sealy, and the good news is that things just get way easier from here. Um, <laughs> seven, seven, seven o'clock uh, Friday night, uh, you guys are traveling to Belleville to take on a state-ranked Bramos team, uh, an unbeaten squad. And and I'm, I know you're I know you're in the film room. I know you're in the lab coming up with a game plan. I don't want to ask you to tell everybody your secrets, but when you take a look at what you guys are going to be up against on Friday night, uh, what do you see? I think it'd be a great challenge for us. Uh, Bellevue, again, one of the state-ranked teams in, in 4A. Um, they got a great coach and Coach Grady Rowe, a great program. It's been successful as well. Um, I think it'd be a challenge for us. I think our defensive line is, is up for the challenge. Our defense is up for the challenge. I think it's, they got a great offense. So I think it'll be a great opportunity to, to showcase what we have on, that, on our defense. Uh, you've been up to every challenge so far. And uh, off to a 5-0 and start at the Brookshire Royal Falcons and their head coach, uh, Theatis Reagans. Coach, we sure appreciate your time. Congratulations again on the fantastic start, and uh, go get them on Friday night. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. There he goes. Theatis Reagans, head coach, Brookshire Royal Falcons. Um, like when I say, like, in, 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 like when he, we, we talked about about how this is their first, like, you know, they haven't had a winning season since 2010, okay? Guys, like when I'm talking about, like I'm not talking about four and six. Like they were four and six last year, but you look over the past decade, and it's a lot of one and nines, 
two and eights. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have been down and down bad. But Coach Coach Reagan's has come in, and you know, last year was a nice step, four and six. And you mentioned it; like they were in a lot of close games. They're probably I don't need to look it up, but they're probably like fourteen points away from being seven and three or something oh, yeah. like that. And learning how to win those games is not an easy task. And they're, I'm telling you, they're for real. And and look, they're going to be underdogs against Belleville. Yes. A lot of teams are going to be underdogs against Belleville. But that win over Sealy is massive. Yes. Huge. And I think it, I think it makes them at least, at worst, the second best team in that district. Oh yeah, because we were sitting there. We, you and I were sitting there on the desk at Valley on Friday night, and we looked up that score and we went, "Holy cow, they did it!" Like, yeah, that's a huge win. Like, we were visibly surprised. Yeah, it was it was remarkable win, and and they're doing big things down there, uh, there at, at Brookshire Royal, really changing the narrative there uh, with the the Falcons. So we appreciate Kate, Coach Theatis Reagan joining us. Let's go to Ashley Pickle from America's second favorite segment, final thoughts, and I bet I know what you want to promo. Uh. Well, my final thought is I got a meeting and I got to go. So. Never mind. That's good new for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Thanks again to Theatis Reagans and Brookshire Royal for being our guest. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please get your Play of the Year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow on Texas Football Today.